welcome to another episode of In Another World, a pop culture podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Landel, and I'm so happy to have you all here for another edition of TV Tuesdays, where we do all TV-related content. And we are starting off TV Tuesdays with a recap of Season 1 of the NBC notorious musical series, Smash. We started last week with Tim Murray as our very special guest, and I am joined today by someone that I have spoken to more times than I can even remember at this point. It's Aaron Holman, who has been on the pod before. He was on the Broadway Divas episode last season, and also, I think, oh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg. I think it was on the Whoopi Goldberg episode. I'm trying to remember. It, was, it feels like so long ago. But more importantly, he is also my co-host on my other podcast, Two Gays Watch. And if you are not into that, you should go check that out. You can go to at, gay, at Two Gays. Oh my god, I can't talk today. You can go to at two gays watch on instagram or twitter or facebook and we will be there and right now we are watching rupaul's drag race we are finishing up season 13 i feel like there is more drag race right around the corner so we'll probably be covering another all-star season but we also do film reviews our whole first part of our show was all film reviews and eventually we do want to get back to that but there's just so much drag race content and we've made, you know, we made a we made a mission, and we must we must continue it, you know. And you know, speaking of which, he's here today, <laughs> guys. I'm sorry, it's like early, and I haven't like had enough coffee yet, so I am a little delirious. But you know, this is me, and this is authentic. This is authenticity. <laughs> um, confusion and me stumbling over my words. That's that's authenticity, for me. If, to me, authentic. Okay, I'm fine actually. Um, <laughs> I probably should cut some of this off, but I don't really feel like trimming away, so you just gonna have fun. We're having fun. Yeah? How was everybody's weekend? I know it's Tuesday, but, you know, how was the weekend? Yeah, mine was okay. I kind of just, like, stayed, like, <laughs> make this sound like, I did something really different this weekend. I was, like, lazy and stayed at home <laughs> and watched TV a lot. Um, that's kind of just been the vibe of the past year. I'm trying to, like, get back out there and, like, you know, go to the gym, exercise more, blah, blah, blah. And, but it's hard to like break habits when you, you know, so much of 2020 was about comfort and finding your, you know, what's your happy place, your, your place that'll keep you from just being so nervous about a million things any given day. So a lot of that did turn into, um, slovenly behavior that I am now trying to wake up my body from. And it's hard to retrain yourself to go back to the gym, especially when the gym was seen as like so scary for a long time, you know? Um, I finally feel safe now because one, the gym I'm going to, they're being very good about keeping everything clean, everything sanitary. Um, I have had my first dose of my Pfizer vaccine. So I actually haven't been going to the gym as much because I don't know, I'm trying to be really protective of what I come into contact with. That is the official excuse I am sticking with for um, not going to the gym for the past week. Uh, But soon I won't have that excuse anymore. And what will I do? What will I do, everyone? Um, I guess I'll just have to go. But anyway, like I said, it's TV Tuesdays. And so how about enough of my rambling? And we can jump into my conversation with Aaron Holman, where we are discussing Smash Season 1, Episode 2, The Callback. Let's go!
Hello and welcome to another episode of In Another World and our second edition of TV Tuesdays. I am joined by my someone I've spent a decent amount of time with on the audio waves on our co-hosted show, Two Gays Watch. He is also the host of the podcast Eye to Eye. It's Aaron Holman. Hi. Hi. Wait a minute. Are you gay? I am. We're talking about Smash, girl. It's, that's not <gasps> time to play coy. Mm, smash with this the sensuality. <laughs> How, um, uh, so, Smash. Do you have any history with Smash? Um, did you watch like it when it was any... on? Yeah, I absolutely did. It was yeah. it was on NBC on Thursday nights, <laughs> right. which was the most insane place to put this. Well, it used like, to be no, primetime no, no, no. TV. It will be. It will be bigger than Glee. You know, it was right on the tail end of Glee that Steven Spielberg came out of nowhere and was like, let's produce this and like get it done. Um, In some ways I'm thrilled. In other ways, I, you know. Things happen. I've now watched the series probably three or four times. So yeah, there's a history here. There's a history here. There's a history of insanity. Yeah, there's a history uh, of insanity because I've definitely just done it again and again. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely love this show, and I think it was the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, well, when it was good, it was so good. But also, when it's bad, it's also good. Like it's, it's such a weird show. There is people... one bad thing. We'll get into it later. There's one bad thing that I will never forgive from this show. <laughs> oh, I mean, there are things that are unforgivable, but also still make it so inherently watchable because it's all just so insane. Like this, mm-hmm. this show is truly nuts. Um, so. I have to ask everybody, are you more of a, a Karen girl or an Ivy girl? Well, I'm Ivy. I'm yeah, team I Ivy all the way. I that's, don't see you being that's... like a Karen. Come on, Karen. Karen <laughs> Cartwright. Karen. Get me Eileen. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, it's so much fun to be Derek Wills' voice, can I just say? It's like the best thing. It is a really fun voice. Um, yeah, team Ivy all the way. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, so last week, we were introduced to two aspiring Broadway stars, Ivy, who's been performing in the ensemble of Broadway shows for years, and Karen, a girl so fresh off the bus from Iowa, she can't even decipher basic notes on her performance resume. But I digress. They auditioned for the part of Marilyn Monroe in a new musical from the writing team of Julia Houston, who's currently trying to adopt a child, and Tom Levitt, who just hired a truly annoying assistant named Ellis. To be produced by Eileen Rand, who's currently suffering through a nasty divorce, and directed by the truly narcissistic and awful Derek Wills. We're also introduced to Karen's very sweet and hot with two T's, boyfriend, Dev, who works at the mayor's office. The episode ends with both girls being asked to come in for a callback. So, we open on Karen singing a very on-the-nose selection of Call Me by Blondie. Yeah, um, except psych, it's a dream sequence. Smash loves a dream sequence. And the creative team debates which girl is best for Marilyn. Tom favors Ivy, who has the experience, while Derek prefers Karen because, quote, she feels like Marilyn. And, quote, this girl is hot. We all agree, they all, we all agree that a callback <laughs> will be needed to decide. Karen tells Zeb that she has to go in for a dance callback, and he asks what happened the night she went to his apartment 
Yikes. And she dodges the answer. We also join Julia and her husband at the adoption agency where they learn that it could take as long as two years before their adoption goes through. We cut to a work session with Julia and Tom where the show starts to take shape. And later we join a struggling Karen learning the choreography to a new number, 20th Century Fox Mambo. A frustrated Derek thanks Ivy for her patience. Sorry, we've been running a little late. That's all right. Oh, how is that? Oh, this one's actually really good about the Arthur Miller, Elia Kazan stuff. Not so good on the movies, but there's so much of that in some of the other ones, I don't really miss it. How many have you read? A lot. And the movies? <laughs> all of them. Come on, even Clash by Night. Even monkey business. <laughs> Listen, um... I, I really appreciate you doing this. I, I understand it's a lot to ask. You know, after the demo and the dance sequence, not to mention the two auditions. It's Marilyn. I didn't expect it to be simple. Come on in. Oh, insane. Insane how they're coming. Yeah, wild. Hey, everyone, we're done. Oh, I mean, let's is... call it a day. Come in. I'm sure you two would like to meet Ivy Lynn. No, they wouldn't. This is Karen Cartwright. Oh, hi. Oh, yeah. Hi. So great to meet you. I love your scarf. Thanks. My mom gave it to me for my birthday. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> now, what do you think of this? Because I think this is truly insane that he's like, oh, I'm sure you two would want to meet. No, they wouldn't. And like, what are you doing? Yeah, he's just like literally pit bullying them against one another. He's like, let's get you two in front of each other so you can smell one another's competition. You didn't fuck me, so I'm about to embarrass you in front of your competition. <laughs> you know, like, yes, 100%. Yeah, that, that's what it felt like. Um, I do need to go back. There was um, in the opening sequence that call me uh -huh. little ditty. Yeah, sure. Something that Dylan and I were noticing while we were watching it last night yeah. was that Deborah Matthews does not know how to do cutaway acting. Well, no, no, no not that. <laughs> but Catherine McPhee, mm -hmm. uh, in her own dream sequence, yeah. where she could have been as outrageous as possible, like with the performance or sure. whatever, she stood still. You know, like this is her fantasy in her wildest <laughs> fantasies. The most she did was raise her hand to the sky. Call me! That's One Karen. Time. I, the warning the bare signs minimum were all and around. a dash of Novocaine. And she's like, good to go. They were, the warning signs were there from the beginning. I'm just going to say it. Uh, now, what do you think about. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that meeting okay yeah do you think that ivy was being a bitch <laughs> um absolutely did you hear that line reading oh, on so cute. <laughs> so cute oh 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 a staccato cute bitch get out of here rude nasty <laughs> delicious well and also we so we see her starting to learn the number I'm sorry. This was like the first part where I was like, okay, I'm clearly not going to be team Karen in, in this scenario because the choreo is yes. not even that complicated. Like, I mean, yes, it's a little quick, but like, it's nothing 
that if you've gone through a musical theater college program, that it shouldn't be like something you could absolutely learn. And Karen's fairly young in this show. I imagine she's supposed to be like 26, 27. And she is like, she is actually, she's like learning the opening combination to a chorus line or something. I just like, she's like, sorry, it's a little tough. It's really intense. Well, her resume's a little light. And so. Oh, light. I thought, I thought I was too thin. Like, no, you're light between the fucking brain. (laughs) Karen, she's a sweet one, but I just like, I'm like, girl, I can't even. Um, it's that thing, like, I feel like so in the theater, so we're both from a theater background, you either have the Karens of the world or you have the Ivies of the world. And I think I just side more with the Ivies because, like, yeah, Ivy being frustrated that this, like, fresh from Iowa you know, is struggling through a basic combination while she's been dancing and singing in the ensemble of Broadway shows for like, you know, probably close to a decade by this point. I'd be a little annoyed too that this is like, here's your biggest competition, this girl, you know? Like at least if it was another blonde yeah. Broadway gal, she'd be like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, we're in the same. Because <laughs> like in reality, if oh, it's she's- nice. Oh, it's nice to see you, Carrie. <laughs> right, it'd be more like, oh, if one of us gets it, you know, it's like a sister getting it or something. The fact that she walks in like, hey, I'm a six-foot-tall brunette. I'm the other one here from Maryland. And she's probably like, what's going on here? <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> Have you seen her? Have you seen me? Have you seen her? <laughs> Have you seen her? Well, in another moment I don't want to brush over is during Julia and Tom's work session, we get Ellis in the background, everyone's least favorite character, going, wow, it's just so cool to see my idea taking shape. And I'm like, it's not your fucking idea. It's not my fucking God. Like, I was like, and him like, uh, <laughs> him like listening through the door. I'm like, what's your, what's your deal? I loved it the first time when he was listening through the door and Eileen's age, uh, Eileen's assistant walks over and goes, hey, I'm, what are you doing? Like, I'm Eileen's assistant. Or, or, I'm Tom's oh, yeah, assistant. I'm Tom's assistant. And he's like, I know who you are. Yeah, I know who you are. What are you doing? <laughs> I was like, yes, drag her. Drag her. Like, That's right, bitch. You do know who she is. Now, um, I know who she is. Listen, my... The thing where I was like, I will not forgive Smash for doing it. Ellis, the entire character of Ellis, <laughs> like in in its entirety, existing, it just oh, he has so many moments. The, uh, I won't spoil ones that come later down. The I'm season, not spoiling but, nothing other sorry, than Ellis. Oh, but is, it's funny to see. Like I used to think um, that he didn't frustrate me for like a few episodes, and rewatching, I'm like, oh no, it's was pretty immediate. No, he was terrible. Yeah. Um, He was cute, but terrible. Cute, oh, very cute, but also truly terrible. Like, please, please, like, please don't come back. Um, So, to dive ahead, Dev tells Karen that he has a very important dinner coming up that could lead to a big promotion for him. She promises to be there and support him. We then check in with Julia and her husband, who are asked to write a letter to their prospective child's birth mother. Frank expresses anxiety about the adoption in regards to how long it may take. Their son overhears this and is mad. He was promised a sister. Now, what do you think of her son? I always thought he was truly awful. 
Mom, now, we've been talking about this forever. You know, uh, I watched the show a, mm-hmm. a long time ago. I mean, yeah, now. it came out a long time ago. Uh, when it first came out 15 years ago or something yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Uh, and so I was much younger and I thought that I thought the kid was younger for some reason. Well, he's like uh, 17. Somehow he just like... annoys me. Oh, no. He's I don't annoying. know. Today he annoys me. Oh, he annoys me. Oh, he annoyed me then. But, he annoyed me now. I don't know. I, I found it. I found it more endearing when I was young or something oh, for know. some reason. And it just... I don't know. Now I'm just annoyed. I'm like, get out of here, you delinquent. You child. <laughs> What's to me? I just hate. Oh his man, act. I just I'm well, getting old. Uh, old and also uh, bad acting makes me not like someone. And I think his acting is very laughable during most of this. Uh, That's the truth. Season. That's just the him truth. like. You promised me that I would get a sister, and I believed you. Why wouldn't I? You told me. Like, it's just so wooden. It's so, like, Lifetime original series in a way that no... Everyone else, even, like, Deborah Messing, is somehow able to make this very frothy dialogue seem somewhat somewhat grounded, at least in these early stages. We're not going to get into this stuff later. But as of now, she's... Well, if they'd have thought about it, they they could have used Josh Sagara. (laughs) Stop it. Get out of here. We don't talk about Josh Sagara. Famously, well, I mean, AJ and the Queen. And you're the one Martin. who just brought the impression to the pod. I was doing my impression of this guy, which is essentially the same thing. Um, yeah, listen, this guy, what's funny is he then later popped up in, um, he was in Brooklyn with Saoirse Ronan, and he was in this other like fancy schmancy movie, and he was better later. So I think he figured some stuff out, but this, this was not it for me, Mama. This was not working for me. Um, I didn't need more scenes with the sun. And he shows up a lot in this season. That's all I'll say. Um, but yeah, but also she's married to the lovely Brian Darcy James. And like, you gotta, you gotta be happy for her for that. Yeah, 100%. I love when they sprinkle in the Broadway vets in <sighs> everywhere. They're like, fill all the people with Broadway. You know, Christian Borel <laughs> as um, the opposite, the the other composer with. Yeah. 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 Well, so then later we join Eileen and Derek, who are meeting to discuss the casting. Unfortunately, they chose the same bar to meet at that her soon-to-be ex-husband is also having a lovely cocktail in. Have I given you any indication that I have any interest in speaking with you ever again? Can I have a Manhattan? She'll have one, too. So, Derek Wills, huh? Managed to hang on to him after my fair lady fell through. Ryan is a vampire. Would you get out of my booth? I'm not giving you Bond 45 in the divorce, Jerry. It's this Marilyn thing I keep hearing about. It's none of your business. Where are you getting the money? Why don't you go back to Mindy? Lindsay. I don't care what her name is. Would you get out of my booth? Let me give you a little advice, I mean. We were good partners because I knew the business, which allowed you to be the romantic. All this nonsense theater is art. You deluded yourself, and then you fell in love with the delusion. Marilyn, the musical? No one is going to buy it. You're making a fool of yourself. Hey. We have our first cocktail to the face from Eileen. Oh, dear. We're going to have to find ourselves another restaurant. Okay. 
Oh I, dear. Yeah, Eileen. We're have to find ourselves another one. Oh dear, I live for Angelica Houston on the show. I have to say, like she is. Uh, I, I think she's kind of a walking drag queen with that hair, but I, but I just live for her. And this is, I think, the one of the first iconic moments of the series, which is her first cocktail to the face of her husband, because this becomes a recurring gag over the rest of the series, honestly. It became such a thing. You should definitely keep a count. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, you know, I'll, I'll put a tally. Drink to the face. We got one tally. Well, because it became such a thing that even I remember they did like promo shoots for like, you know, commercials and hers was like, I'm throwing a cocktail at the camera. <laughs> oh, man. What do you think of her fucking soon to be ex-husband? Um, I think he's a piece of crap. But um, but more importantly, what do you think of this vampire musical that Derek's being proposed? Do you think it's going to work? It's very important, and I would like to sit in on that meeting. I would like that. Can you imagine like interview with the vampire as like a really dark musical? That could actually be really, really fierce. Oh my god! Or that Queen of good. the Damned. Like, ooh, could be done. Uh, yeah, I would. I, I'm down for that. <sighs> yeah, Eileen. I just. <laughs> the only thing about Eileen, though. And granted, from a character standpoint, we get that she's trying to rush through all this because she wants to be impressive. But there's a scene after this that her and Derek are talking about it going to Broadway. And he's like, well, what's what's the timeline we're looking at here? And she's like, ah, I think most things on Broadway are overworked. Like, let's just do it. And I'm like, oh my God. What are you talking about? It's like, what What does that mean? Like, like and even Derek is like not believing it he's like excuse me what excuse me like what what does it mean three years four years (laughs) and also i'm sorry saying that you think most musicals on broadway are overworked i'm like which ones which ones (laughs) where where no because for me my thing is usually like man this musical needed like another couple of passes with its script like i'm not usually thinking oh they overdid it it's too perfect. I don't. I I can count on one hand how many times I've thought that about almost any the, theatrical production on every professional level. You know, let alone. It was weird because um, to listen to the dialogue, I think it would be natural to think, well, of course it's a little silly. It was probably like an LA person writing about Broadway, but no, the first season was written by a playwright in the New York theater scene. So I always think, like, she wrote this. Like, she wrote this. <laughs> and oh. I, it's just like, because there are times where I think this dialogue would only work on people that aren't in the theater. Like, people that aren't in the theater could maybe hear that and be like, oh, interesting, interesting. Well, but they I, were putting it on primetime NBC. Exactly. So. Not exactly the audience for Broadway. Can't get that past the homos, though. Because I remember all the bitchy message boards when this was on TV. Just, like, dragging the show for all of the ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Well, suddenly... (laughs) Suddenly, it's the day of Karen's final rehearsal for her callback and the night of Deb's very important work dinner. She assures him that she can change her clothes at the rehearsal space and she'll meet him there. No trouble. But as she's being, as she's changed to leave, 
Derek stops her to remind her that she has seen work to do. She misses she misses several calls from Dev and ends up missing the dinner. Now, what did you think about all of this? Because I think it's completely ridiculous that she didn't say, oh, I wasn't aware we were doing scene work today. Let me just call my boyfriend real quick. He's expecting me at dinner. That's like a very human thing to do. I mean, it could have been like a, you know, 90 second conversation. I mean, he would not have been happy. Yeah, I, I judge the heck out of her for, you know, not uh, making that phone call, number one. But then also when she does finally show up, it's like, we have to assume so much time has passed that they had their entire dinner. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't call him on no. her way to the restaurant. Never. She still just show up, which is like, how stupid are you that you would just show up hours late? And then number three, why is he still sitting there? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess he's like, well, yeah, it's, it's all those plot loopholes. Cause you think, why is he still waiting there? He could have just gone home and been like, I'm going home. I'm so mad at you. I can't even speak to you. Like, you know, it was a whole thing. And I just think, I mean, there is a moment where she, you can tell she's like holding her phone and Derek's like, I'm sorry. Is there a problem here? And she's like, oh, no, no, sorry. I'm like, bitch, you're a grown-ass woman. Do not, this, granted, I guess something we said for, like, him intimidating her. Because Derek is, like, very toxic AF. I think we can, we can <laughs> to watch this in 2021 is an experience. Ooh, an experience. Girl. I was sitting there watching it, and I mean, I was halfway through the first episode, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, yeah, it's not. It it's not. so much worse than I remembered in terms of, his treatment of the ladies. Oh, when she goes to his apartment, that scene reads real terrifying in 2021. That's horrible. Yeah, that's the scene I'm talking about in my I think mind. The, the only reason I even can like watch it is because you know her like me like you're never gonna get it, never gonna happen, and then like you know it's like never away. gonna get it, never gonna, never gonna get, get it, never gonna get it. Yeah, uh, yeah. but it's Thank still like you. super gross. Um, I it's why I think it's so entertaining when Tom just like rips into Derek later in the episode because we're like, Yeah, drag him, drag that piece of shit, drag that toxic man. So <sighs> well, so later in a scene work session with Ivy, it gets uh, oh, God, wait, oh, what? oh, typo, I hate typos. God, it's gonna be such an edit job for me. Later in a scene work session with Ivy, Derek gets to know her much more intimately, and even more so later in his bedroom. Waka waka waka. I can't believe it. Before the callback the next day, we see Julia sense a nervous Karen as Ivy is surrounded by old friends and comforts her, telling her it always feels everything feels so important in the beginning and to just relax and have fun. Karen performs the number and ends up slaying it. The creative team is very impressed by both ladies, and they finally settle on a Marilyn for the workshop. I thought Karen's dancing was good. I mean, she might be green, but she's certainly trained. She's a star. Yeah, well, you can't say that until it happens, but it could happen, yes. Ivy was incredible. She was. I thought she was completely spontaneous and sexy. Yes, she is that and more. She's intelligent, she's passionate, she's beautiful. I thought her reading of the new pages was pitch perfect. Was it too perfect? Yeah, I don't know. 
There's a loneliness mm -hmm. there, a wound. It's, it's heartbreaking, really. <sighs> and Karen is more of an innocent, which is also good for Marilyn. Song? They get me with their way. Yeah. Any word yet? I'm about to crawl out of my skin. Ugh. Nothing yet? Not a word. This is awful. You guys, night. You okay? I don't want to talk about it. I can't believe it's going on like that. Okay, he's hot. First of all, I, side note, hot. He is. I hot. wanted more from his character. Mm, same. I wanted to come and tell you in person. I didn't get it. God, I didn't get it. It's okay. It's okay, Tom. I just have to get out of here. Ivy, stop. You got it. I got it. You're married. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god! And see, the series could have ended right there. <laughs> I don't know what to End do. of series. <laughs> and wrap know. it up. Don't you feel about our choice? Oh my god! If I didn't, I wouldn't have gone along with it. She's a very talented young lady. And lucky. We're all lucky. And the Cartwright girl, maybe not so much. That's true. But I'd keep my eye on that one. Foreshadow. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We will. Yeah. I don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. <laughs> it's Miss Peggy. I don't know why I made her Miss Peggy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Give us Miss Piggy as Marilyn Monroe. That's what I want. That's what I want. Oh, I'm, <gasps> I'm ready for that. Well, yeah, as you said, the show could have just ended here. <laughs> would have saved us a lot of time and a lot just of like, grief. It'd be like, let her sing the music for the rest of the season and then just move on. <laughs> just, just, just let it happen. Why are you making us do this? Why then it would making... be opening that on Broadway and surprise, it was just like... You were watching rehearsals for a real show. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing with this show. I'm sorry. And I, I know it's the whole point of the show, but she's so, Ivy is so clearly like more appropriate for the role than Karen. Like Karen physically doesn't make sense for the role. Like it's, it's, I, I, I always felt it was like a big stretch uh, suspension of disbelief to have us believe that she's Karen... supposed to be. Karen is very believable as Marilyn, if you insist. So, and like, that's what they did the entire time. They were like, no, but she's a good Marilyn because she's, she's, she's got that je ne sais quoi. And have you heard her vibrato on Happy Birthday? Oh, that's, don't, I have to talk about that. Yeah, oh, yeah, we get into that later down the road. Um, <laughs> that'll be a future thing we talk about. But yeah, it's, it's lots of, this show has lots of shenanigans with, See, maybe Ivy isn't as perfect for Marilyn as you think. And like, no, she is. It's just, it's shenanigans, shenanigans. But I will say, um, what was the set, what was the song where uh, the 20th Century Fox Mambo, when yeah. they lift her up and then it changes and she's in the dress with the wig. Um, yeah. The first sequence. time we see her decked out fantasy Marilyn, mm -hmm. That I dare say that's the most she ever looks like Marilyn. Sure, I'll, I'll give her that. 
Like, and she looks, she looks like Marilyn right there. But um, she looks like a very tall, lanky Marilyn. Yes, a very tall and lanky Marilyn. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, um, yeah, I, I'm Team Ivy all the way. I, I said it at the beginning. I'll say it again, and I'll say it again and again and again. Ivy. Well, and on the show, we do have an Ivy Karen um, score chart where any moment from the episode where you want to give a point for Ivy or a point for Karen, are there anything you want to give any points for this week? Um, yes, absolutely. I have a point for Team Ivy. And okay. it would be <clears throat> uh, when we see her rehearsing backstage at Heaven on Earth. Yes. And it opens up and she's going, thank you ever so. Thank you ever so. Thank you ever so. She does this thing where her top lip doesn't move with the bottom she, one. She does and the thing where the top lip doesn't move with the bottom, bottom one. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay, that's spooky. Okay, that's one point for Ivy. I would that like to give a point for Karen, actually. Which where? is the 20th Century Fox Mambo. She actually that's does do that one point best. For Karen. She does that one best. <laughs> she, I, I think she does, actually. Uh, and she looks gorgeous. Not many that I'm going to say that about, but Not she, many. she nails that one. Not many. I'm, but I'm going to give another point to Ivy because she does actually book the role in this episode. So you got to give her a point for that. So that's definitely a Maryland point. She booked the job. And I'm even going to, I mean, oh, oh, no, no, no. I don't know. No, no. I don't what? know. I don't what? think I'm going to award a point for that. I don't know. What? We love points. You can have as many as you want. There's no I just rules. don't even know. I don't know if it's point worthy. If you think it's point worthy, then I'll probably think it's point worthy. Well, it's kind of bad. Oh, it's okay. We like that. All right. She's the first one to get taken advantage of, Ivy. Oh. That is a Maryland it's thing. Very Maryland. That is a Maryland thing. I'm like, okay. Well, she also gets like, that dick. She wants. I'm like, you're else. living the you're living the piece, you know. And she was so, into Derek. Yeah. She was into him. Granted, I he, know, should, I know. he should not have been sleeping with her in the middle of an audition process. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's so inappropriate. Exactly, exactly. So but at least it wasn't a thing where she's like, um, okay, guess I'll sleep with you. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. are there any other places? I'm gonna give Karen a point. I do have one more for Karen. Okay. And that's gonna be, it's gonna be when she did not call. Uh, about the dinner she knew how important the dinner was because it was a promotion mm -hmm. for dev and she still prioritized the role of marilyn ruthless in front of her over her ruthless. personal life that's ruthless. huge that's ruthless and that is what we want as we end the episode derek also reveals to eileen that her soon-to-be ex-husband offered him a job directing a production of my fair lady that he's worked on for a couple of years and he told him to shove it preferring to stick with the Maryland musical. The episode ends with Julia reading her touching letter to the mother of her future child for her prospective parents group, and her husband Frank shows up to support her. We see an excited Ivy perform on stage for her friends, and a disappointed Karen is comforted by Dev. But at least he's hot. That's hot. I'm going to give her a point for Dev, because you know what? Why not? Because Dev is one hunk of a man. He's, so, he's but also he's kind of a dick. I'm just like, is point he? Out. He doesn't start off a dick. I think in the first part of the season, he's pretty sweet. I don't know. Um, I can't remember the exact lines or whatever, but it was it was one of the times where him and Karen were talking alone, mm -hmm. and he kind of was just really assigning her like a very traditional role type in of this thing. Episode? 
Yeah, and it bothered me. Oh, what's, what's it really bothered me? It was something where I was like, "Well, she's okay with being treated that way because this is their relationship." But like, I was sitting and watching it, and I was just like, "Huh?" Do you remember being... what it was? I don't. You know who I remember is a shout out. I love to get shout outs to um date. I call them day players because that's what they are. They come in for a day and film a couple of lines. That's all they do. It is the woman who was playing his coworkers. I guess his girlfriend, and she was. <laughs> do you remember this the the blonde? And she was like, oh, we never see you, man. <laughs> Am I right? Like, yeah. <laughs> just do so that bitch. <laughs> like, like, oh, so I'm finally gonna meet the elusive Karen. Just like that, that woman. I love, mm-hmm. I love, I loved her. I loved her whole vibe. Absolutely. So every episode, Karen, Karen Cartwright is a complicated character. A character that honestly for me uh usually causes some eye rolling to be happening. In terms of Karen, and so this is my Karen moment of the week. In this clip, we see Karen giving a flippant, haphazard reading of Marilyn in her scene work for, you know, a lead role in a Broadway musical. Let's take it away, Miss Karen Cartwright. Can't help the way they look at me, Joe. You love it. You love every bit of it. The way you walk, the way you sing, the way you dress. It's my job to look like this. Your job is to take care of me and our home. I gave up baseball. Why can't you give up movies? I want to, Joe. Do you <clears throat> need me to be doing more Marilyn? I'm sorry. I want to. <laughs> do, you oh. need me, do you need me to be doing more Marilyn? Um. <laughs> it, it's probably a good idea. Well, it's hard to tell what to tell you to do because right now you're not doing anything. Derek sounds like a pirate. It's like borderline like pirate pirate voice. It's like you're turning all aboard. So <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like to me. I love I it. I just don't hear that in the O's. In the O's. <laughs> oh, I should have heard it in the O's. You know? Just heard like it's my job to look like this. <laughs> should should I be doing more Marilyn? Should I be doing more Marilyn? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of stupid answer is that? That is my Karen moment of the week. Yeah, I yeah, that can't... is very Karen, very <laughs> middle of the road, giving <laughs> bare minimum. And people going, "Wow, <laughs> it's weird because that's I. I would argue to say whenever we see her playing Marilyn, spoiler alert, later in the show, I don't <gasps> think she gives much more energy than she's giving in that reading. And yet later, they're like, "You're you're brilliant in the scenes." And I'm like, "Is she? Is she?" <laughs> is she brilliant because you're saying she's brilliant? Is that what's happening here? That's or do we love her because she's beautiful? Do I love you because you're blind as fuck? Yeah. Uh, Karen. Yeah, that's my Karen moment of the week. So any closing thoughts about this episode? How do we feel about everybody? If you're In watching this in real time, I do remember thinking... So the rest of the series, then it's gonna be about what exactly? Because <laughs> they played up the Karen versus Ivy shit so much in the first two episodes that I definitely thought, well, this is anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What 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 journey are we really on? What what did you trick me into watching? What are we watching here? <laughs> um, I in real time. Uh, I've always hated Ellis and I will always hate Ellis every episode that he's in. So mm-hmm. I hated Ellis. 
Um, yeah, I was confused as well because it's like, again, it seems like we picked our, I, uh, it seems like we picked, you know, so why yeah. are we going to fit up? <laughs> but <laughs> they will show oh, us. They, they, they find some. Well, you know what's funny about this show? It's actually what's truly fascinating about the first season of Smash is that the woman who wrote Smash was a playwright and she was this is like her baby this show was her baby and actually the deborah messing character is based off of her and she became such a control freak with the show over season one that eventually she didn't even have a writer's room anymore she just wrote all the scripts herself uh which is insane like that's in insanity and that's why if you watch season one, you'll notice that Deborah Messing's character keeps getting like more and more shit to do. And it's because she literally was writing for the character that was a mirror image of herself. That's which intense. I find. And see, at a different time in my life, I knew that, but like to hear it again right now, it's insane. Insanity. It's insane. And she was fired from the show. And she, that's why season two feels so different. She was fired. Yeah, they replaced her because they were like, this was a nightmare. <laughs> this was not good. Yeah. I guess for me, when I watched this in terms of like, where is this going? I guess I did think, well, they advertise this as it's going to be like the full evolution of a Broadway musical. Um, mm. So actually, me being totally naive, I thought this show was going to take place over like a couple of years. Like, I thought this was going to be like, oh, you know, uh, I thought the Maryland shit was going to last like a couple of seasons, which I guess it technically still does, but in a different way. I, I thought it was going to be very, very different. Yeah, it's a stretch in season two, but you know, you'll know, you get there, honey. Yeah, well, I will eventually, whenever we get through this, I will be doing Smash season two eventually as well. Because season two, as crazy as season one is, season two just gets into like CW, like teen dramedy territory. It's like really insane. The mm -hmm. Jer the Jeremy Jordan of it all. Yeah. Oh God. And his acting. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, so this episode, I thought it was fun. It wasn't quite as fun as the pilot. The pilot is still, I think the best episode of the entire series. Mm -hmm. It just, it's just like better on a different, a different level. A hundred percent. The pilot is incredible. Um, the music wasn't as great on this second episode. Uh, how many we, times did we hear the fade? Oh, we hear that. How many times do we have to hear that in this first season? It's so funny. It's a lot, man. I will um, say though that I almost pulled it as a clip, but I was like, oh, it's mostly a visual thing. But when Deborah Messing is describing that opening sequence the first time, I was like, oh, I got chills. Oh yeah. It's like we see other women. Just like Marilyn. <laughs> oh my god, first of all, because what I love about it is, uh, you know, she's like, oh, we see other girls just like Marilyn. And they're suddenly just like, it becomes a reading challenge where it's like, you're nothing. You're the reason your father left. Your mother's crazy. Certifiably nuts. Nobody wants Nobody you. Nobody wants you. You're nothing. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, that's what we're Ivy looks plainly into Karen's eyes and goes, You're nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and that oh. will be my Ivy moment of the week. You're nothing. I'll, I'll give her another point. <laughs> You're nothing. <laughs> You're nothing. <laughs> you know how you thought you were something? You're Turns nothing. out it was nothing. You're nothing. <laughs> 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 that is the meanest. 
Your mother's crazy. Certified and nuts. And you're nothing. <laughs> Nobody wants you. A read. A read of Miss Karen. And just surrounded by Karen in her mousy blue sweater. Like, I do think Karen's better as Norma Jean. Mm-hmm. I think she emulates the Norma Jean-ness of it all. Well, she she does indeed nail <laughs> they that. They sure right. show us that, don't they? <laughs> don't they? Don't they, though? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. You'll be back in the future. So, uh, 120. I know, listeners. He'll be back. Don't worry. He'll be back. And I, just have to, uh, I have to go get ready for my call back for, uh, for also calling me in for Maryland. Oh, interesting. That's a brave choice. Yeah, we're we're gonna talk about taking it in a new direction. You, you'll see. A nude direction or a new direction? Whichever. Whichever gets me you're, higher. You're gonna sing in a sheet, sing touch me. Touch me. Ah <laughs> that's in the future. That's this season wild. actually is longer than I remembered it being because I was looking up the episodes. I went, oh fuck, why did I th- why did I think this was like 12 episodes? It's much it's 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 quite a bit longer, that's all I'll say. But Aaron, thank you so much for joining for this uh in, for this, this rendition, this edition of TV Tuesday in our journey through the rewatch of Smash. Would you like to let the listeners know where they can find and support you on social media? I know you are a social media queen. Yes, queen. I love he how you said that, queen. Oh my Quine. god, it's awesome. Stole it from Broad City, but yeah, queen. You were queen. Um. <laughs> That's good. Uh, on Insta, on Twitter, on Pornhub, on your mama. It's mama? At, at a whole human. <laughs> My mama, at a whole human. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fun. You know, uh, Aaron Holman, and you can support my other podcast, Eye to Eye Podcast, E Y E Number Two Letter I. You can find an and episode that I was on a show. That is very, very true. And then I was never invited back again. Well, I have to start doing it again. Let's get real, honey. Let's get real. I mean, honey, I'm doing recaps because it's really easy content to like pump out. It is, but... Mm-hmm. And you can find me at Zachary with no H on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I'm a TikToker. I'm young and hip. And TikTok! You can su- TikTok, don't stop. Blah, blah, blah. What was that? No. Oh. But the party don't stop. Party no. don't stop. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Oh. dollar sign hot. Love that. And you can support the pod at IAW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. So that's been another trip to Broadway. And I will see all of you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>